Love Talk Radio. We won more again for this year. Oman Month. Happy Woman Hustle Story to all the Oman Wadi out there, especially all of the strong Oman and things like that. So glad that 100 are tuning in where we the key uplifting to the living legacy and a pay ancestral homage. Right here upon We Show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This year the Queen Quet, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that 100 are tuning in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm radio station as we start off this year's celebration dedicated to all the strong Oman. dedicate this your program to all and strong women will make them true the middle passage and make them your Panisha soil from Jacksonville, North Kakalaki to Jacksonville, Florida and up Panisha see all the things like that but what's it in that we end up in the peninsula of Charlestown soul did it we to all them soul did it in Savannah so this year evening that is the same date at the weeping time we want to dedicate this your program to all the Gullah Geechee Oman ancestors that have avoided them vessel and things like the wandering or the rest will come for them who name we in first member now. We will take this year moment of silence for all these strong Gullah Geechee Oman. 
Ashe, 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 Amen. This evening, this is a very interesting time as this show begins, because just as the airways start to come on, and you may hear a little bit of static this evening because of it, we also start to have rain coming into the coast and a sudden cold starting to cross over the lands that have had 70-something degree weather all day. And I thought of the fact that today is the date in our story when a period of time called the weeping time occurred. And on the 3rd of March in 1859, this was supposed to have been when the largest sale of human cargo, black gold, was ever sold at auction in the United States. Right next door to me, this took place in Savannah, Georgia, here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. The auction took place over two entire days, and while it was happening, rain fell continuously, and everyone seemed to believe the heavens were crying. I believe Mother Africa was crying. I believe her children were crying. And they are now, and that is why the rain decided to fall after having sunshine all day today. The 436 men, women, and children who were auctioned on that day yet cry because they are those who don't remember them today and don't remember their mamas. And this is Women's Her Story Month. So if you do nothing else, you need to give honor to your mother and your foremothers who were able to bear down and not only bring you into this world, but bear down and deal with the weight of the world on their shoulders as people never respected them and treated them as they were yet chattel, even during the Civil Rights era, even during the Jim Crow era, even during the Reconstruction era, and of course during chattel enslavement. We need to recognize these times when these things occurred because one that does not know his or her story is bound to repeat it. And so Pierce Butler, who there are many Georgians, Gullah Geechis, who often speak of being off the Butler plantation, well, they should be crying this day because Pierce Butler and John Butler were the ones who made sure that they were part of this sale, the weeping time. And so here it is that this evening, initially we had no intention of weeping or crying at such an hour because this is a time of true celebration. Because even if we think of the weeping hour and we think of the fact that there are still Gullah Geechis in coastal Georgia that came from the lineage of these men and these women that were sold in that two-day-long auction called the weeping time, we need to recognize the strength that it took of those women to have endured those pains and hardships, to then live on, even their spirit yet today lives on in their children that are yet fighting to keep their culture alive on this coast. Thank God for that, and thank God for the mother with that been coming true to even this day. So now, when I think back on all that Gullah Geechis have been through, I think of what my elders have said. Many times that who God bless, no matter how much it costs. So although they mean for evil, God mean for good. So in spite of the weeping time and in spite of the tears that fell that day at that two-day auction, those tears didn't drown out the memory of warriorship, did not drown out the ability of soldieresses that would march off the auction block right into the plantations and help to free others, whether that was spiritually, physically, or both, over the generations of chattel enslavement, the transatlantic slave trade, over the generations of Jim Crow and segregation and human rights degradation. Those soldieress yet march on. 
So tonight, I want to talk a little bit about those Gullah Geechee Oman whose spirit never was killed off, never was drowned out, even amidst the tears. Now, there are many who are Afrocentric that have named their children Nzinga, and there are others who've copied the name, possibly not researching who Nzinga was. And I know y'all would say, well, wow, the ones who know, well, wait a minute, Nzinga is way before the transatlantic slave trade, right, because she was born in 1583 and passed in 1663. So some seven years before we start discussing the existence of the Gullah Geechee Nation beginning, the existence of Charlestown becoming the number one enslavement auction block in North America, we are talking about the spirit, the place, the space in which the energy of our people first emitted, and that is the motherland. Our story never starts nor ends in enslavement. It never starts or ends in America. It starts, and it surely will end, with the mother, and especially the motherland. And so here it is that you have Queen Nzinga, who was born in an area that several Gullah Geechee people, the people that were part of our ancestry, came from. She was actually in the Mbundu people's area of Angola. And as you've heard me many, many times discuss, that Angola was actually where the first of our ancestors who became known as Gullah in North America came from. Because of their blacksmithing skills, you've many times heard me, especially on Gullah Geechee TV, present and speak about the fact that those who are blacksmiths are warrior-class people. Well, of course, Nzinga lives up to that name. Queen Nzinga lived up to that name. In the 16th century, the Portuguese started doing their slave trading, their enslavement of Africans. And then England and France wanted to get in on deal, so to speak. And so that was the globalization back then. That was your international trade. It was in people and it was in the wealth and knowledge that the people had. What was it that you could barter and trade that to you had value at that time? So as they saw the Portuguese rising in wealth, then England and France wanted to do the same. Well, the Portuguese went into the Congo, and the Congo is where Angola essentially regionally would be the area that once was, and then it has broken down into various countries. Yes, Africa is a continent with multiple countries on it. Okay. And so here it is that even as Queen Nzinga is there reigning, she has to be faced with how to keep her people out of bondage, how to keep her people out of enslavement, how to keep these invaders off and out of her land. Everything that has been documented about her says she was an exceptional stateswoman and a military strategist, that she continued to constantly, one might say, was the proverbial thorn in the side of the Portuguese, all the way until her death at 80 years old. No, they never conquered her. No, they never killed her. And so her story lives on because there was a Dutch artist, in fact, that got an opportunity to meet her and learn some about her and I guess was so enamored by her that he documented her existence because, of course, they wouldn't want to document someone they hadn't conquered, you see. The victor gets the spoils, but the victor often gets to tell the story. That's why it is so critical that we tell our story that we speak up, that we speak the names of Queen and Zynga and the various other warrioress, soldieress that have stood for us in our ancestral line. 
So we pay homage yet again on this broadcast to Queen and Zingo. This is not the first time on these airwaves that we've discussed her. It will not be the last. You can go back into the archives of Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio or type in Queen Quet and Queen and Zinga, N-Z-I-N-G-A, and you will find the previous broadcast where I've talked about her for Women's Her Story Month and hear about her entire life. But her connection and how she utilized that of the stranger and brought it in within her own cultural traditions to then use the methodology to strategize how to keep her people together and keep them from being defeated by what many would call guerrilla tactics that she employed that were totally superior to the Portuguese army, which was male, all male. So she held on. She held out. And it has to be significant, just as this rain falls on this date of the weeping time, that it was seven years later that here it is Angolans start getting to be brought here. Seven years later, the founding year of Charlestown, South Carolina, all these lands renamed after those whose land it did not belong to, the British. They'd found their way to expansion. They'd found their way to soil that to them was new, hence they named it the New World. Well, that spirit of Nzinga yet lived on in the DNA of those Angolans that were in that region that knew of her, that knew her, that had learned from her strategy, that had learned to fight. And that is why we have others like Cato and those years, a hundred years later, that stand up and still know how to fight, how to strategize, even though they're in a different land now. And so we had those warrior spirits that continued to live on in the embodiment of many of the Gullah Geechee There been your true civil rights movement, a thing like that. Been your inter-environmental movement. Been your endear in this your human rights movement. Go Council of Elders members for the Gullah Geechee Nation. The women. I honor all of the Assembly of Representative members of the Gullah Geechee Nation. The women. These yomans stood well, all the rest of the people been to say, oh, honey, children need to sit down. They're standing now. They're fighting now. They're strategizing even now. And they do it to honor the legacy of women like Queen Nzinga. They honor the legacy of those ancestors sold at the weeping time and at the various other auctions that took place throughout this coastline. One person that comes to mind and who we've dedicated today on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page and through our Twitter feed, too, was the beach lady, Marvin Betch, who spent night after night at American Beach on Amelia Island looking out under the moonlight. She and I sat there many afternoon and evening, right there in lawn chairs, essentially, over the briars in the sand looking at Nana to one side and the ocean to the other. And we talked about the black bodies that would land upon those shores because they gotten thrown overboard because they were rising up to fight or they gotten thrown overboard because someone had died on board while yet birthing their baby or they had gotten thrown overboard because they were fighting back or they got thrown overboard because a head counter came on and those who were bringing the vessel over had more than they had reported and they didn't want to pay taxes. So to them, it behooved them to throw the cargo over landing all along the shore of Amelia Island, the place where Nana the Sand Dune stands as a place of healing. It's the same place that became a mass grave for many of our black gold Gullah Geechee ancestors as they arrived on the shore from the motherland with no breath left in the body. But yet the spirit lived on, marched right on up the shoreline, walked all the way down to Old Town, 
right there where you can still feel their spirit and their energy of where they chained the ships and then brought them into shore and sold them even there. That energy is still there. We've given tribute to our ancestors' souls at such places and spaces. And so here it is that Marvin Betch, the beach lady, God bless the dead, God rest her soul, yet flies as a butterfly today as we go to that shoreline where on January 13, 1935, she was born just south of there in Jacksonville, Florida, but ended up truly knowing American Beach is her home because of all the summers there with her great-grandfather, Abraham Lincoln Lewis, who was the founder of the Afro-American Life Insurance Company, which was the first life insurance company in the state of Florida, the first, I didn't say the first black, the first, became a millionaire. He and his partners, a place for our people to go, to be there amongst one another all people of all different walks, to share in a place of leisure, a place where they could be entertained, but they could also be educated as Abraham Lincoln Lewis always would look back toward the motherland. And he taught his great-great-granddaughter to do the same. And she continued up until the day that she departed here, but having left a legacy in founding the Abraham Lincoln Lewis Historical Society so that she could always have the name of her great-great-grandfather remain embossed on that land in Florida where the blood of our ancestors had already been embossed into the soil and raised back up into her soul. And you talk about a powerhouse. She was a major member of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition that sponsors this broadcast, a major environmentalist, also an opera diva who had gone to Europe and sang in the German state opera in in the 1950s. She came back home in 1962 to use all of the million dollars she had made toward environmental causes and human rights. This is her heart. This is her legacy. She was a fighter. She was a warrior. No matter what it took, catch a ride, thumb a ride, catch the bus, walk, in her flip-flops, she was going to be there to speak up if nobody else would. For Nana, the sand dunes, for American Beach, for black folks to get themselves together to know their story, to protect the creatures that God had put on the earth along with us, such as the whales, the butterflies, to respect all life. This was her legacy in her soul because of her ancestry. And here it is that when we talk about healing at Nana the Sand Dune, we have to also think about those herbologists that came in those vessels, the belly of the beast that today we call enslavement vessels that brought healers to North America. The herbalists that know how for going out in the bush and thing like that and get the thing on her and post to drink the seedling. Or the other rest of one where honey can make the bush vibe. The thing will make the sap. All that thing will be keep we strong right here. The other rest of the world will be for Giwi. Ain't no such a thing. I'm going to have a whole bunch of them. I'm going to that. So now here it is that at this moment, as we hear many regurgitate the same stories over and over of civil rights, we don't hear about environmental rights, land rights, human rights, and these women who've led the charge. But let's go to civil rights. Because as these Ice storms and snowstorms have hit the area, and I hope some people now waking up about why we're fighting for environmental rights, that definitely climate is changing, has changed, and that it's critical the way we live in balance with all these creatures as the beach lady was trying to show us and prove to us that they're not that far removed from us if we all come from one creator, one God. Here it is. 
that those who didn't believe we all come from one creator, one God, that they didn't even consider us human beings, continued in the 50s and the 60s to keep black folk down, to try to keep us out of the doors that others had been fighting to kick open for all these decades. Well, here it was that we have someone who was honored along with myself and Dr. Najma Thomas. There was a real slate of Gullah Geechee women honored last year in February at the Association for the Study of African American Life and History, ASALA, the founders of Black History Month, did a Living Legacy Award that I didn't even hear them having repeated it this year at all. But they did the inaugural Living Legacy Award and honored 20 women that they felt were living legacies. And so it is that Mary Moutry was one of those women. Mary Moutry was one of the leaders of the 1969 hospital worker strike in Charleston, South Carolina, a person that still today, in spite of the ailments she may have, is still fighting for others to have a quality of life in Charleston here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. So no doubt, just like the power of the spirit of her ancestors, of the ancestors of the beach lady that came into those ports there at Old Town Ferndina, went into her spirit. No doubt the powerful spirit of the warriors and warrioress, the soldieress that came in through the port of Charlestown, went into the spirit of Mary Moultrie for her to stand up and stand out when people wanted her to sit down and be quiet, to fight for the rights for our people to be able to work, to be employed, to be in unions, and to have the same kind of benefits that anybody else doing the same job would have. So we appreciate and we honor her for laying her life down on the line when she could have just as soon said, you know that ain't woman business. That ain't my business. Let me left that alone. Them people going to be vexed. I didn't want, I didn't know what he could do to me. She could have said any of those things. And instead, she prayed to God and moved on, marched on, stepped on, and kept it going until now there's a marker at the Medical University of South Carolina. Many of you watch Gullah Geechee TV. You see, you've seen the episode of The Unveiling. If you go to GullahGeecheeNation.com, you can learn more about the history of the hospital worker strike and Mary Moutry and what they went through. You can also go to TV and be able to watch the episode of the unveiling there as well. And so here it is that we don't have a Mary Moutry going out into the streets alone now. We have a group. We have people backing her up. We have people that are also standing with her, standing beside her, that are marching. We have those who are in the background who are giving funding, that are supporting this movement toward the civil rights of the people. And one of our initial Wisdom Circle Council of Elders was one of those civil rights folks, Ms. Ernestine Tobias Felder. Just like Mary Moutry, she is still alive. She is yet with us in Charleston, South Carolina. Ernestine Tobias Felder is one of the unsung heroes of the civil rights movement in Charleston, South Carolina. You don't get to hear her name, but she often tells the story of how Dr. King, that's Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., let her know that she could not go with him on no march because he could look at her and see that that she told her the Indian blood in her was going to rise up time one of them folks slapped her, spit on her, pushed her, and she was going to get to fight. So she could not go with them to no sit-ins. She could help all she wanted to, but she couldn't go with them to the sit-ins or go out there on the marches. She could help otherwise, but he definitely didn't want her going to no sit-ins. She marched, and I guess that's because, you know, folks was arm in arm. They could keep her hand down, <laughs> keep her hand down if they needed to. But... They didn't let her go do any of the sit-ins. But she was an active part of all the work that got done out front. And more often than not, it's the names of the folks in the background that you never get to hear. 
but they are the ones that bear the biggest burden because they know what they're doing is a thankless job, but they know it's a job that must be done. If people are to have freedom, someone has to stand up for the people. And so when we talk about Queen Nzinga, when we talk about Ernestine Tobias Felder, when we talk about Mary Moutry, when we talk about Elder Carly Town, when we talk about Elder Lisa Wineglass Smalls, when we talk about the Beach Lady, when we talk about Glenda Simmons Jenkins, when we talk about these sisters like Anita Collins, these are women who thought it not robbery, shall we put it that way, to stand up and speak out and be consistent and standing up for their people to say that our human rights have been violated, but we will not tolerate it being violated anymore, that we will continue to write the letters, that we will continue to go to the places we need to go. We will continue to speak up and speak out at the meeting before they say, well, you know, silence give consent. You want, ain't nobody was there saying nothing but no gullah get you, so y'all must be all right with it. No, they have spoken up because they did not want a new weeping time to begin. Can you imagine two days of rain falling, two days of crying, two days of watching 436 men, women, and children with their clothing being pulled apart, looked up under, their mouths being looked in, and being bent over to look, being touched on, squeezed on, rubbed on. Can you imagine standing there, being the next one chained up to go up there? Do you think you wouldn't cry? Your mind stable in a condition like that? Can you imagine what went on? Someone who wrote about it said that on the faces of all was an expression of heavy grief. Some appeared to be resigned to the hard stroke of fortune that had torn them from their homes and were sadly trying to make the best of it. Some sat brooding moodily over their sorrows, their chins resting on their hands, their eyes staring vacantly, and their bodies rocking to and fro with a restless motion that was never stilled. That's the key, a restless motion that was never stilled. One who has the drum yet playing in their heart is never stilled. You might wonder what they're patting their foot for. They're never stilled. You might wonder how come they're tapping on that desk on that piece of wood. It's never stilled. You might wonder how come it broke out of the thing like that. It's never stilled. You might wonder what they're singing about, Lord. It's never stilled. You might wonder why they're going outside to do so much a thing. And if us they're clean, it's never stilled. You might wonder how come in the rain it looked like they're chilling still a day out there to do things. It's never stilled. There's a restless motion in those who believe in freedom. And we who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. That's what Miss Ella said. And Sweet Honey in the Rock, I think, did an outstanding job of going ahead and codifying her statement into the song. We who believe in freedom cannot rest. We who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. So definitely, we are still at a point where there needs to be a restlessness where if we are to honor the spirit of Anzinga, if we are to honor our Gullah Geechee sacred ancestor, Marvin Betts, the beach lady, if we are to honor all of our foremothers who were sold at auction blocks, those foremothers who did not make it alive onto this shore but surely came through the Middle Passage, we have to continue to have a restlessness. We have to continue to not be at peace and rest without our children recognizing 
our story, without our children knowing how to recognize the images of these women of power, these warriorists, these soldierists who stood up and fought, without them knowing their stories, they are destined to have a weeping time. And it's time to end the weeping time. We need to not entertain so much as much as we edutain. So I encourage you, this Women's Her Story Month, celebrate the women in your family. Celebrate the women in your community. Go sit with some of the elder women. Find out a little bit of a way to live true, yeah? Just document it in your mind. You don't have to go with a tape recorder or videotape that scared them off at first. But just sit with them a little while. Learn what did they live through even when they were your age. We have elders 90 and in their hundreds here in the Gullah Geechee Nation that should be honored. But do we take the time? And then when somebody is at somebody home going, you just about want to rip somebody's arm off if, if the people don't hand you one of the obituaries for you to take home. And then what you do with it? Talk. I didn't know she did this, and I didn't know she did that, and I didn't know she was involved in this, and I didn't know she was involved in that. What are you involved in? Maybe if you got up and you also were working and standing with her, marching with her, singing with her, shouting with her, you would have known what she had done because you'd have been there to be the witness to what was going on. You'd have witnessed the restlessness. Instead, you were asleep. Were you one of the disciples that fell asleep? Then you were asked to take watch. Well, it's time to wake up now. It's time to stand up now. It's time to speak out now. How will you be a soldier for the future generation that's come behind you? What legacy will you leave? Will someone do a a radio broadcast about you 400 years after you're gone? Will somebody remember your name outside your family? Will somebody remember your name? In your family, will anybody remember your name? These are the things that we need to ask ourselves and ask one another when we forget about our elder mothers, our ancestors that fought so hard for us to have a better life today. And yet, we rest we rest on it and we act like we did it all ourselves instead of recognizing that there ought to be a restlessness within us. There ought to be recognition of the soldieress of the Gullah Geechee ancestry, of the Gullah Geechee nation. There's power in them, and their DNA is in us. From the Congo to Congo Square, from the Congo to right here, in the Gullah Geechee Nation, from Jacksonville, North Kakalaki, to Jacksonville, Florida, and sure enough traveling through them water, from Atlantic Ocean all the way into that St. John's River, you got power, but you have to know it. So here it is that we had Queen Nzinga, this queen, who fought back an army. She met with the Portuguese governor, you see. That's where, remember I said, the Dutch artist got to meet her, was at that meeting with the governor. And there it was that she made them believe she was simply there to kind of look at how they could do a treaty or work together or so forth, but she started to learn their ways, and she started to utilize it for the betterment of her own people. So all that you learn should still come back home. As Mama them always say, don't forget where you come from. The honey ain't know where honey they're from. Honey ain't going to know where honey they're going. So that's why each and every March... We celebrate the Gullah Geechee Elman. We'll be rebroadcasting on our Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page and our Twitter feeds various episodes from over the years throughout this month. And every day on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, on our Twitter feed, and at least once a week on our Instagram, which is also Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us at 
Gullah Geechee, you are going to have an opportunity to learn more about our story, our living legacy, as well as the legacy of our ancestors that left so much for us, the mothers this month we celebrate, just as we celebrated just across the board all of our story throughout February. It's time to focus again on mama. We need to get our young girls to realize that they are from royalty. They are from queens. They are from warrior rest. They are from soldier rest, and that they need to hold their souls intact. And one of my favorite songs is all that you have is your soul. And so it is a blessing that these souls, part of our ancestry, that we can celebrate their living legacy that lives on in our DNA and lives on in us today. What do we do to honor them? How do we live our lives so that we are strong women and so that the young girls coming behind us will be strong women too? Now, I'm going to put that out there and open the phone line early this evening because some of y'all might want to answer that. I don't want y'all to be like, yeah, she preaching tonight. She just like the preacher do, ask a question, and then you ain't get no chance to answer. You won't have that to say about me. You might say something else, but you won't have that to say. So we're going to open up the phone lines at 347-324-3903, 347-324-3903, and you are welcome to come on to the airwaves and join me. I want to thank Angel on hand. I want to thank thank the Peck Ensemble, who we're going to be talking about this year month, too, because we're getting ready to do another broadcast coming up next week But the singers and thing in this year, Gullah Geechee Nation, the Oman and thing like that. So we're going to have some fun, too. We're going to have some, you know, musical Mondays going on around here, too, you know, because we got some plenty blessed chilling around here with their voices. So we're so glad that Hunter Chillin' to deal with us, no doubt. We representative from the Assembly of Representatives down in Florida. Happy Oman Month. Representative Glenda Simmons Jenkins, we know Hunter the Day there with the Peck Ensemble, and so glad that guests you here tonight too in the chat room and plenty of other people. And I want to also thank y'all all for tuning into all of these sudden erratic, you might say, shows that we had on during Black History Month due to the fact that I am still on the Gullah Geechee land and legacy world tour throughout this entire year. So many times I would like to keep up my regular Monday at 7 broadcast and due to travel, there are Mondays that I cannot do it then. So I've had shows on Sundays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays just to be able to ensure that all of our listeners that listen and download each and every week through your iPods and to your tablets and so on and that you share the show on your social media that you still had broadcast to do. I don't want y'all to start boycotting this show now, so y'all keep it going. And, again, our phone line's open at 347-324-3903. I saw some questions and comments already in the chat, and I appreciate it, Peck Ensemble, for you giving me honor. I appreciate that as well because you know I'm going to want that in my tank. So for me, I grind right on out from, you know, it, it starts with Kwanzaa for me. It goes straight from Kwanzaa into emancipation, right, just like a baseball game, slide into the base, slide right into Black History Month, slide into to March with a Gullah Geechee Nation Volunteer Month and Oman Month. And April, I got something else coming for y'all too. So I just go keep on going on, you know what I'm saying. So I appreciate you giving me honor. It is, It really is appreciated. And your support is appreciated. Now, Peck Ensemble stated American Beach exists today because the beach lady led the fight using her wit and her eccentrism to bring attention to the history and powerfully healing spiritual energy of the place where enslaved Africans had worked on the Harrison Plantation. So true. So true. They might say, hey, let the church say amen on that one. Yes, and it's very powerful. I'm glad that you brought up the name of the area, the Harrison Plantation, because this is something else that many people want to turn away from now. They do not want to discuss the word plantation unless they go in a negated one, which many of those have been renamed anyway and do not have the original names of the plantation where cotton, rice, and indigo and other things grew. But we know that it is critical to the legacy of our history and heritage and how many people were able to get back to their mothers during Reconstruction was 
because the mother took on the last name of the enslaver or remained at that particular plantation. When they even bought the land, they would usually buy this very same land that they had, that they had been enslaved on. And so people were able to find their family then that way. People are able to find their family now that way. And many people who contact us at the Gullah Geechee Nation headquarters weekly, every week we get genealogy requests. Every week I am directing people to go to their elders, talk to the oldest family member, especially the women, even if it's an in-law, speak to the oldest family member. You'd be surprised how much more sometimes the in-laws, the mothers know, than the husband who is the blood kin would know about who had this child, what a child name, where you were born and all that, because the women tend to keep up with that. Well, also then going backwards from what that elder gives you in terms of where were the people in the family born and raised to then reconnecting to who's on that land today. And if people keep those surnames from the time of Reconstruction, then people can again relocate family. I know the reasoning behind getting new names, such as African names and so on, and we have a history as an African tradition to have multiple names, but never completely get rid of a name because there is a legacy, there is our story attached to that name. And if Hona Mama take the time off for Gihona name, trust me, he labored over that name just like if he labor for Gihona Ya. So definitely find out the reason you have the name you have, and then teach your children about it. If you got two or three names, teach them, learn them, but all of them. So definitely, I'm glad you mentioned Harrison Plantation because I'm sure there are some, quote, black folk out there with that last name, Harrison, probably often wondering where it came from and could be connected very well to Harrison Plantation in Florida, right there where American Beach area and all of that are today, all right, and then at Franklin Town and all of that. And so here it is that, you know, we have connections that flow through this soil and through our souls that others have taught us are not of value. Others have done all that they can to try to eliminate not only the terminology Gullah Geechee, but also the stories of women. And that is why Women's History Month, as they like to call it, but I call it Women's Her Story Month, okay, even began, okay? Many people who've listened to this show over the years know that I normally begin with the history of Women's History Month, okay? And so this year, because of the date, March the 3rd, I didn't begin that way because it was more important to our story for me to share with you the story of March the 3rd, 1859, the weeping time in Savannah, Georgia, so that that would leave, I pray, an indelible mark on your mind about all of what happened, all of what we've gone through, what we've treaded through the paths of the blood of the slaughter that is the line that, you know, from the Negro anthem that's coming to my mind right now. But many times people think that you just do things dry, long, so ain't no such a thing. Ain't no such a thing. Because there was always a reason that someone had to step up and step forth and speak out and create a movement. And even the celebration of women's her story is a movement because there was just like with black history, women were not written about because women weren't considered to be the historians. Women also for a long time were not allowed to be within the educational system, although you turn around today and see that there's a crisis in looking for, especially quote-unquote black male teachers. Women at one point were not allowed to be even in education at all or to have jobs at all. So they started up a movement in order to get a celebration of 
women's history the same way we have a celebration of black history. Since the pages were always about men, and I know y'all, I know y'all Christians, y'all, I know the the conscious Christians, I know that just struck a chord. I know, I know, with the King James version, I know. Um, so since the pages were always written about men because they were being written by men, did not mean that women did not play major significant roles from ancient history, as one might call it, antiquity, up to today. And women still are actively involved in a number of movements today. When I go to United Nations, there's a massive number of women that are there. And many of you who are on our Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition fan page, you will see that I posted some information about the start of what is going on right now at the United Nations, so you can go right on and check that out, because they are yet trying to make sure that they protect civil rights activists. Activists and civil society is how it would be referred to in the international arena, because the ones who are the most prosecuted and easily to be prosecuted are the ones that stand up, are the ones that speak out. And the women that do it get tortured, raped, attacked, murdered, and all kinds of other things too, as ways to deter you and for you to stop getting other women to follow, to speak up for their rights. And so it's about no long time since Women's Her Story Week started and turned into Women's Her Story Month, same way that, quote, Negro History Week went to Black History Month. Well, it was 1978. I know some of y'all just paused because y'all are like, wait, let me think, where was I in 1978? Yeah, we ain't going to reminisce right now. We ain't got that much time left on the show. But definitely in 1978 is when Women's History Week started in Sonoma County, California. Now, they started it up so that it would include International Women's Day, which is going to be on the 8th. So in five days, we will celebrate International Women's Day. Day, but then it wasn't until 1981 that there was a joint congressional resolution to declare that there would be a National Women's History Week, and then in 1987, okay, 1987 now, Congress expanded that into a month, and that is when March became Women's, as they say, History Month, as we say. Women's Her Story Month. And so if you were wondering, well, when did this start? Because I know many times when I say to people, you know, I would love to come and, you know, you don't have to try to squeeze everything into Black History Month. Why don't you bring me in to speak? But Women's History Month, they go, what? I say, yeah, women's, I don't even go with Women's Her Story because I know I'd really throw them out the boat. I say, yeah, Women's History Month is March. And these are in academic centers, and people have never heard of it, never knew about it much less International Women's Day on the 8th. So definitely make sure that you now have the job to educate another woman, educate another girl, educate the men in your family, the people in your community about the celebration of women each and every year, but each and every day especially. And so I again want to thank all the women of the Gullah Geechee Nation's leadership bodies for all the work that you continue to do, and I want to thank the mothers of all those women for raising you in such a way that you would stand up, that you would speak out, that you would challenge the world to celebrate who we be down here and thing like that. And that ton of the steel hole upon we coach and thing like that. And the going back and catch and, and fetch it so that honey can hand them down to the children. Son, call off a true. And so I'm sure Queen and Zinga would be proud of you. And I'm sure that the beach lady will have a butterfly land for you, too. So as we get ready to journey toward the coming of spring, let us spring forward together. We are still raising funds for the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Fund. You can always email us to find out about donating to that fund or about hosting a edutainment event and community awareness event where you are. You can email us to GU. L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. I and the Gullah Connection are still making stops. 
this month of March, you need to come to us here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. This is Gullah Geechee Nation Volunteer Month, and so we have a number of projects going on, environmental projects, projects at our Hunter Home Retreat Research and Retreat Center at the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition Center, as well as Yena House up in Charleston that will be done. Over the course of this entire month, we have activities going on, so please make sure to email us if you'd like to come and be a part of giving some service in the community. And you can, again, email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, AmericaOnline.com. We also have the Coastal Cultures Conference that will be held. This is our second annual Coastal Cultures Conference Friday, March the 14th, and Saturday, March the 15th at the Hunting Island Nature Center right here next to St. Helena Island. If you'd like to get the registration, please go to the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page. Click the link there. You can go on Eventbrite and type in Coastal Cultures Conference or once again email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. And if you are coming for that weekend, you are welcome to follow me to the Historic Penn Center on that Sunday evening, March the 16th, because I will be speaking for the Community Sing. They have a monthly Community Sing that has gone on at this historic site for many, many years, and I will be the guest speaker slash MC that evening um, at Penn Center. So definitely you can come out and support that activity. Now, if you all say, wow, I can't make any of those I can't believe this. I mean, everything will happen on that one weekend. Y'all know when it rains, it pours, right? And I didn't mean to bring up rain again tonight, but it just fits. It's just apropos. So if for some reason, just for some odd, odd reason, you cannot make it over the weekend part on Wednesday evening, 6 o'clock, March the 12th, Wednesday evening, March the 12th, 6 p.m., I will be presenting for Women's Her Story Month at the St. Helena Branch Library, also on St. Helena Island. There's no fee for admission. Come with an open spirit, open mind, open heart. We always have Gullah Geechee books, CDs, and DVDs for sale. If you say, I can't make it there, but I'd like to get some of those, you can find Queen Quet on Amazon.com to get books for your Kindle, but you can especially go to www.gullahgeechee.biz. G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot B-I-Z. You could also become a member of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition by paying your membership dues there or when you register for the Coastal Cultures Conference. And if you want to learn more about the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, go to gullahgeechee.net. So G-U-L-L-A-H. G-E-E-C-H-E-E, there is no I in Geechee, dot N-E-T. And you'll find us there and give some support at gullahgeechee.biz. If you are on Facebook, please go to Gullah Geechee Nation's Facebook fan page, become a fan. We are trying to reach that 12,000 goal. We are approaching 11,600 right now. We're rounding that out. We want to hit 12,000 before this month is over. And also there's that gold box right there at the top that says give. You will also find the same button at the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition's Facebook fan page. Please go ahead and click there and make a contribution. Every dollar does count for Gullah Geechee land and legacy. That is what we are still standing for. That is what we are still fighting for so that our families know who they be and they can come back to this your land and help we for take a stand so that all these your Gullah Geechee women from Queen and Zinga to the Beach Lady, the Barry Mutri, the Ernestine Tobias Felder, to all of we leaders right here now that is a soldier rest, know his soul, go and be blessed, because Hunter Chillin done start to stand up to the test, and you can fight them amongst the best. So we pray for all of Hunter Chillin. Hunter Chillin, know who this shall be. I the Queen Quet, head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Thank you, thank you for tuning in to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. Happy Oman Month, Chilla. Keep on celebrating who we be, y'all. Yeah?